Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 12th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer your questions or connect you with the guests that I have on my show today. You can call the show at one 855 Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, Jeff Prescott with Remax Metro Realty, protect your home during vacation. Also in studio is Danny Connor with CRD Design Build, remodeling in Seattle's hot real estate market. And last guest in studio, Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones, Five tips for women business owners. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And starting out the show, as always, with a little money chat. Money. Money. Flipping a house and the possible tax consequences. Buying a house, renovating it quickly, and then selling it again isn't as seamless as HDTV's flipper flop and fixer upper make it look. And it's important that you prepare for the never televised side of property investing, and that's what we all fear taxes. So flipping houses can be an exciting venture without a doubt, and one that, if done correctly, can bring you the kind of return on investment that you've been seeking, but buying a house, renovating it quickly, and then selling it isn't as seamless as the TV shows make it look. Which brings me to an always dreaded subject, which is taxes. Taxes are why you hire accountants, but studying up before on a flip and how it can save you surprises and a lot of money at a later time. So here's a few guidelines. The most important consideration in flipping is how long you're going to hold on to the property. If you retain the property for more than a year, federal law rewards you by treating any property profit from the sale as a long-term capital gain. That means that the tax rate on your profit is much lower, maximizing out at around 20% for investors, even at the highest income tax bracket. Now, for, for those that are in lower brackets, the rate could be as low as even 0%. But if you flip in less than a year, tax rates are not in your favor. Money that you make by buying and then selling that same property in less than a year is considered a short-term capital gain and is taxed at ordinary income tax rates, which are much higher and you can max out around 39% of your profit. Yet the acquisition can get far more complicated than that, especially the more frequently you flip. What you should be mindful of is whether or not what you're doing could be considered purely an investment. 
is flipping something that you do in addition to your daily job. If the government can make that case that it's more than just an investment, they'll try to recategorize a transaction as a trader business. And these profits are handled differently. For someone looking at flipping occasionally, it's unlikely that the Internal Revenue Service would consider that activity as a business and will treat it like any other investment such as stocks and bonds. There's no magic number for at what point it transitions into a business, but the more houses you flip, the greater chance that the government will call it a trade or business. So the result, even more taxes. Not only are flippers profits taxed as ordinary income, but they also can be subject to self-employment tax, which can cost a lot of that profit that you would otherwise earn. Now, there are a lot of ways to be creative. According to the federal law, a homeowner can qualify for a federal tax exclusion on a sales profit if the home is considered a primary residence. The IRS would need proof of the residence, such as a car registration or utility bills. And a homeowner must have lived in the property for two out of five years. So when it comes time to sell, the law allows a single homeowner to exclude up to 250000 of the profit for federal taxation. If married, the exclusion doubles to 500000 So you could buy properties, move in, take your time over multiple years to rehab those properties before selling, living among some of the construction noise and the inconvenience, but allowing the value to appreciate. Although as investors should understand the tax implications, a decision to flip should never be made on taxes alone. If renovations are taking longer, at least there might be a tax advantage, but sometimes it's important for you to move the assets so that you can purchase another property. Sometimes the opportunity of that might be a greater than the tax consequences of doing the sale. So my advice is understand your options so you can make a sound financial decision. And that's a money chat for today. Coming up next on the money are protect your home during vacation. Jeff Prescott with Remax Metro Realty right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Jeff Prescott has been licensed since 1987. One of his passions is remodeling, repurposing, and extending the useful life of existing homes. He helps clients look for ways to update or replace components of a home while keeping its integrity. Whether a historic craftsman, mid-century rambler, or modern open concept, he advises owners on ways to wisely invest in their properties. This is Jeff Prescott with Remax Metro Realty. I can be reached at 206-271-2855 or through my website, www.shelterTrends.com. Again, my phone number is 206-271-2855. Is money controlling you, or are you controlling your money? Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones will keep you on track of what's important to you. Tiffany recently won the firm's exclusive Spirit of Partnership Award for Outstanding Performance. This is Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones. You can reach me at 206-363-2518 or you can reach me online at tiffany.goff, that's G-O-U-G-H, at edwardjones.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. 
Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 12th show. I'm committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area of your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to my show. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at one 855 400 1150 or go online to themoneyr.com, ask any questions, or if you'd like, I'll connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. And right now, I'm here with Jeff Prescott with Remax Metro Realty, and we're going to talk about protecting your home during when you're on vacation. And Jeff, I know you do a it's, lot of that. Thank you so this much. Time Jeff. Of year. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. And a little bit about Jeff. Jeff moved from Portland to Seattle in 1986. He arrived without a job. And a friend suggested getting into real, getting his real estate license, so he decided to go ahead and do that. A year later, in 1987, he earned Rookie of the Year. Now with Remax Metro, Jeff has over 25 years' experience. He has worked through many economic cycles in his career and is committed to making our housing stock increasingly efficient with energy use and repurposing existing materials for new uses. Jeff regularly provides consultations for clients on ways to update their home, take advantage of new technology and maximize their return on their investment. Jeff lives on Seattle Capitol Hill in 1910 home. He updated from Bear Studs, so he speaks from personal experience. And Jeff, I've known you for uh, quite a few years, and I know that there there has been a lot of great and not so great personal experiences through the journey of all the work that uh, you guys have done on your home. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> but we always say you learn from, your, from uh, things that don't go as perfect as we want them to, right? And that is so true. In this one last remodel, if this one significant issue hadn't occurred, I wouldn't have realized of a safety issue of a cracked beam yes. of my house. So while the shock and awe of just that discovery, it really saved my house. It turned out to be a huge blessing. Yeah, I love it when it works out like that. So took Jeff, two I, years to realize, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, I also know that uh, you guys do a lot of vacationing and you leave your, your beautiful home. And so kind of thought it would be a fun topic to talk about how to protect your home during vacation. Right. So Jeff, how do you prepare for your departure? Well, a lot of it is the common sense sort of things that we all know about. Uh, emptying the fridge of those things and get mm-hmm. stinky while you're gone. Throwing fresh flowers away so they're not droopy when when, when you get back. Uh, uh, get in touch with the neighbors, uh-huh. that sort of thing. But then there's things to, to consider, uh, like perhaps your plumbing. Some of our older homes in Seattle, it might be a good idea to turn the water off at the main. Yes. Perhaps it's a good idea to turn some of your breakers off, depending on what they service. Uh, Many of our newer homes do have uh, air circulation that's built into them. Mm -hmm. But what if your house doesn't? Perhaps it's a good idea to turn your uh, uh, thermostat up, but do leave the heat on and perhaps the air conditioning, but at a much higher level so you can still keep getting the uh, uh, airflow. Yes. Winter months, maybe it's to turn the water off at the main again and... But get your hose bids covered. Okay. Also, uh, another one I had come up is an unprotected toilet in the basement. A little dab of water antifreeze in there just might save some mess, un- a surprise oh. when you return. So there's a there's a little uh, tip there. 
So, Jeff, you, you'd mentioned friends. So I, I know you guys have a lot of friends. You've got some great num- neighbors and, you know, maybe family. Should you be recruiting somebody to assist in some way during this? I think it's uh, an essential idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a very busy part of town, and we do get a lot of passersby. And it's nice that the neighbors know who belongs and who doesn't. Yes. And they can keep in uh, perhaps the the mail, for example, we're getting a lot of packages nowadays, mm-hmm. and when they're left on the porch and collect, that's just a signal to everybody. Yes. If you, if you can't turn that service off, have your neighbor come in. And I have friends that we switch each other's homes. Love that. So we do staycations in each other's houses, uh-huh. so there's still activity. The house is being used, and uh, uh, it just has that that look of being lived in. Love it. So what about social media and how that plays into when you're heading off for your vacation? So personally, when I, I do share all my trips. However, it's not while I'm gone. Got it. I'm taking my pictures and I'm getting my posts already. I'm doing things for LinkedIn and Twitter and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But most of it doesn't start going up until I'm either home or almost home. So anyone who might be perusing my site, any of my sites, they don't get the information that I'm gone until yeah. I'm until I'm back. Yeah. And that's so important. It's it's hard because everything's so instant now and you you know you like going on your friends pages and seeing, wow, they're currently in Hawaii, but and majority exactly. do that. Whereas if there's somebody out there that wants to know when people are gone, social media is that perfect place to put you into not a very safe um, arena. I also use Facebook too, mm-hmm. uh, and Twitter and I'll, uh, share, but then I'll lie about who's in my house. Oh, here I am at the beach in Mexico. Uh-huh. Boy, am I glad dad is watching the plants yes. for me at yeah. home in Seattle. Yeah. It makes total Whether sense. Whether he's there or not, I'll say a little, just a little thing like that. Just yes. to give that impression. So, Jeff, what about notifying uh, the police? Is that advised? Is that an option that you have? So I do call the police and let them know my house is uh, when it's gone. But they actually say, the. It, I would say it depends on your jurisdiction. That's what I've learned. In my uh-huh. area, it's so busy. There's so much going on up there that it's just one more item Plus, I do have people who try to come and go, uh-huh. and I can't always schedule that for the place. Mm-hmm. So in my personal case, it is difficult. Yeah. But if you're in a rural area, perhaps that is a great idea to let mm-hmm. them know. So I had some mixed uh, feedback when I did research on letting the police know. Yeah, makes sense. So what about your curtains? So do you, you close them all, which is an indicator that you know nobody's there, or leave some of them open? So I... Did some talking with the Neighborhood Watch Councils. Uh There's a bit of mixed information there, and it did focus on uh, area-specific. But the general consensus was open curtains. Okay. That the closed shows and indicates that no one is home. But the general consensus was keep them open Mm -hmm. or a few key ones open. Sure. So, again, but uh, Samantha Nolan, she has a pretty interesting... Uh, blog. She's with the Washington, D.C.'s Neighborhood Watch uh, uh-huh. trainer. And so she likes the idea of timers, keeping your windows open. 
and having timers each set to different on-off programs Makes so the whole sense. house doesn't flash at once or yes. off at once and that they flash or come on randomly. Uh-huh. And that's what I use. And there's timers nowadays that you can put a time in, but it randomly will turn on 20 minutes prior or after your set date. Okay. So even that timer's not at 8.01 every night. Yes. It, it varies night day to day. Yeah, with and with uh, and technology, it's so great because I would imagine with lights as well that you could have something to, to set up to where the lights are on or off depending. And radios are a good one. Mm-hmm. Some people turn TVs on. Personally, I, I think a lower voltage type of device that's turning on and off without me. Uh-huh. But a radio set to a, a, a low channel somewhere so they do hear activity inside. Sure. So you've talked a little bit about like refrigerator. What about other appliances and things that you should be cautious of if you're going to leave for a longer period of time on vacation? I unplug everything. Okay. Except for the st- fridge, you know, uh-huh. the obvious things again. Uh-huh. But I will, I undo uh, uh, most everything. And mine are on strips. I do have a, a few breakers that I've, when I rewired the house. That Anyway, so I do take a few of my breakers off. Okay. Just flip them off. Uh, I try to have people again into the house to keep and be aware sure. of what's going on. And one thing that came up with uh, uh, a contractor I talked with is washer dryers. The new ones especially are continually drawing electricity even okay. when they're not in use. Uh-huh. So that could be an idea even just to save energy is sure. undo some of those uh, the, these newer washer dryers that are out there. Makes sense. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the winter, but things to be cautious of that are going to be different in the winter months if you're leaving for Arizona and our Seattle winters. Yes. Well, the big one that I've come up with as a realtor frequently is broken water mains uh, or pipes somewhere mm-hmm. in the house. I all, always try to keep things turned off. Uh, I turn my stuff off many times under the sink you know I'll turn it off there uh-huh. I do have an area where I can turn it off in the main house but if there's any water things going on well perhaps less so in winter time mm-hmm. but my sprinkler still my watering system still works on the outside of the house Got it. but the inside I do try to keep off and uh, uh, so there won't be breaks but yeah those though that's the big one I encounter is broken water water pipes yes so the spare key that you normally have outside imagine you want to do something with that i there are some really cool things out there that Mm -hmm. you can keep a spare key hidden anywhere on the property Uh uh-huh and there's some you can make your own i've seen some very clever things done where it's not recognizable but one of the big ones i have found to overcome any of this is having the new keyless locks. I replace, I don't have a key in my house anywhere. Okay, wow, yeah. I can program in, uh, well, personal mine goes up to 20, but I Mm -hmm. see some that go quite a bit higher. You can put schedules in if you have a house cleaner or a nanny, Mm -hmm. each one with their own specific key. Uh, It's just, it's very, very handy and an easy way to be very secure. And especially if you have rentals, aside from even vacation, uh-huh. between rentals, you don't have to rekey your house 
every time someone yeah, comes in and idea. out. You just zero out their code and put the new one in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a real time saver. Yeah. So what about preparation, Jeff, um, for returning when you're getting ready to return from vacation? Well, I, I got to have a cup of coffee. So I know... so i am sure there's some fresh coffee ground waiting for me when i get back yeah right from your iphone (laughs) right there get it but even having a quick easy meal that's uh, ready to go and heat up so you Uh get back i like to keep the kitchen clean come in kitchen and baths are clean always try to keep that so it's fresh to come back Mm -hmm. i like to uh you know change the sheets fresh bedding yeah fresh made uh, it just makes for a pleasant return, and having that meal and a cup of coffee ready, I can sit down and relax. <laughs> it makes it makes total sense. So, any last tips as we uh, wrap up our time together, uh, Jeff, that you have for my listeners? Well, I think a big one I go back to is get to know your neighbors. Yes. Use your neighbors and let them use you, and it's you find out there are some really great people out there. Yes, and I know Dave does a lot of that with our, our neighbors. We yeah. live in a cul-de-sac with, with 20 neighbors, and there's a lot of vacation going on, and so we kind of all get together and just really have that watch yeah. and you know watch out for either, each other's homes. And pets. Uh, I don't have a dog, but we have a neighbor who does. Uh-huh. Yes, I'll, I'll dog sit. Yes. yes. I yeah. get my dog fix, mm-hmm. and they can go and have their vacation, and I can have my my dog time as well. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming back in studio and um, sharing pleasure. some information about on vacation. Now I just want to head off to vacation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeff. Coming up next on the Money Hour, remodeling a Seattle Seattle home in the hot real estate market. Denny Connor with CRD Design Build right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Jeff Prescott has been licensed since 1987. One of his passions is remodeling, repurposing, and extending the useful life of existing homes. He helps clients look for ways to update or replace components of a home while keeping its integrity. Whether a historic craftsman, mid-century rambler, or modern open concept, he advises owners on ways to wisely invest in their properties. This is Jeff Prescott with REMAX Metro Realty. I can be reached at 206-271-2855 or through my website, www.sheltertrends.com. Again, my phone number is 206-271-2855. Has your family outgrown your home? Or is your home looking tired and blah and doesn't fit the way you want to live and entertain? It's time for a remodel, but how do you find a company that delivers? We've all heard the remodeling horror stories. Those problems usually come from inexperienced workers or contractors that are better at building than they are at estimating what things really cost or how long they should take. CRD Design Build has decades of experience designing and creating remodels that fit the way our clients want to live. CRD has a long track record of thorough design and reliable fixed price contracting that meets a schedule. CRD Design Build puts your needs first while designing with your budget in mind. You'll work with one of our experienced designers to create a design that perfectly suits your needs, and you can even see it in 3D before we build. Hi, I'm Denny with CRD Design Build. We've been remodeling homes for more than 30 years, and the greatest joy is seeing how transforming homes can transform our clients' lives. 
We love what we do and hearing about the joy it brings to our clients. To learn more about CRD and the design build process or to discuss your remodeling plans, contact us anytime at 206-782-6959 or visit us online at crddesignbuild.com. Again, that's 206-782-6959 or crddesignbuild.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the August 12th show. I provide the news, news on everything money, fresh information and market trends and conditions in our local economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk with the guests that I have in studio today. Please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 411150 or online at com. And in studio right now, Danny Connor with CRD Design Build, remodeling in Seattle's hot real estate market. Danny, thank you so much for joining me in studio today. Thanks for having me, Tina. And a little bit about Danny. Uh, Danny it has been helping greater Seattle homeowners transform their homes through remodeling since 1980, realizing that there was often a gap between the design clients brought, bought him and what they could afford. He helped pioneer a design build service in the early 1990s. He founded his company with a global establishing a home remodeling and construction business that treats its customers with dignity and respect. Remodeling has been Denny's lifelong passion and there's nothing that he likes better than snapping up homes to fit the owner's lifestyle. He served as chairman of the Remodels Council, has been named Remodel of the Year by Master Builder Associations at King and Snohomish Counties, was awarded Remodeling Big 50, and has earned Certified Aging in Place Specialist and Certified uh, graduate remodeler designations from the National Association of Home Builders. Denny has also studied neurologic medicine and has degrees in psychology and interfaith ministry. So Denny, excited to, um, I know it is a crazy mo- uh, market for remodeling, especially because of the lack of inventory. So I'm sure that uh, your company is just really busy right now. And so uh, great topic to- talking about remodeling in today's hot market here in Seattle. So let's say a homeowner who has outgrown their space or just wants to upgrade. What do you decide on? How do you decide whether a remodel makes sense for them or not? Well, one of the key things to consider is um, do they like the neighborhood? Uh-huh. Do, um, uh, it's really tough to find a home that fits a, a family's lifestyle mm-hmm. um, in today's market. <clears throat> and the cost of selling and, and the trouble of moving um, usually makes it more smarter for them to just stay where they are if they like their neighborhood. And uh, so uh, and tell me the rest of your question. The, the creating s- more space or just w- yes, well, so whether if they're, if they're looking at space or upgrading, how are they making a decision whether it makes sense to do that or stay in the home and do that or move? Well, the the key is if they like the neighborhood. If they mm-hmm. like where they're at, um, it, it makes more sense to stay and remodel. Uh, yes. There's so much more equity in people's homes nowadays, and financing is still quite reasonable if they yeah. need to borrow money. Um, there's many ways to add space to the home. Um, you know, a lot of times there's basements that are unfinished that can be remodeled um, and add a lot of living space. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. 
Um, if they need more space, growing family, maybe they want to um, add a room, add a second story addition. Uh-huh. A lot of times just opening up walls uh, within the home can make it feel more spacious. Yeah, huge difference when you're able to open up that space mm-hmm. um, by pulling out some of those walls. So how long is there is there a, a typical time that you want to stay in, in your home to make remodeling worthwhile, the cost associated to doing that? That's something we ask all of our clients is how long do you want to stay in the home? Uh-huh. Um, anybody that wants to just stay two or three years, then we suggest being more moderate, even three to five years, um, right. and and probably considering um, anything that they do to do things that the general public would like. Yes. Um, people that are going to stay in their home for a longer period of time, it's worth um, customizing it more to their personal taste. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so, oh, gosh, how much do they spend? You know, um, it, it's up to the individual. Sure. We, we have... Um, one client that's looking at staying only um, three to five years, um, they might stay longer, but mm-hmm. they are considering uh, spending um, up to 300000 um, simply because they have that much equity and the things that they want to do to the home will add to the value of the home. So let's talk about that in items that are going to have a higher payback, um, because ultimately, like you said, if you're going to keep it less than five years and maybe even you know less than seven years, you really want to be strategic in what you're doing. And that financial investment you're making in the home is going to pay you back at least what you put in, if not more, when you go mm-hmm. to sell it. So what areas can are, are the safest that are going to be the best investment for them when they sell that home? Absolutely. Kitchens and bathrooms are always your best investments. Mm-hmm. Um, if the kitchen is tired or the bathroom is old, it's great to uh, update those spaces, especially since, especially in Seattle, um, so many of the older homes have the kitchens in little boxes and they're not yes. well connected to the rest of the house. They might not even be well connected to the outside, to the backyard. Okay. And so um, opening those, um, opening the kitchen up to the rest of the house, creating a space for people to hang out, social spaces, an eating bar, an island, a peninsula, um, making a better connection with the outside. Um, those sort of things, almost everybody is going to want to do. And so that will add mm-hmm. tremendous value. If the house doesn't have enough bathrooms, uh-huh. um, usually adding a bathroom, whether it's a master suite added um, onto the side of the house or back of the house or a second story addition, master suite, which can start to get a little expensive. Sure. Um, uh, Adding bathrooms will usually give great return on their investment. Basement remodels, again, can be um, quite a good investment because you can add a tremendous amount of square footage that will um, bring value to the home for resale. Yes. And so really um, being strategic where your money is going and make sure you're talking with an expert like yourself uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not making a bad investment choice when it comes to that remodeling. So, Danny, what's unique right now in our current market that makes remodeling a good idea? Well, just the values of the homes. Yes. The, the, um, I heard the other day on the radio that the um, average or medium price of the homes in Seattle have gone mm-hmm. up 100000 yes. in the past year. Yes. Um, Hundred thousand dollars and twelve months is mm-hmm. kind of big. Um, so um, the two factors: one, it's so hard for people to find a home that they like yeah. and that they can afford. 
um, because usually they have to sell their house before they can afford to buy another house. So uh-huh. that makes moving really tough. Most people don't have a million dollars sitting in their uh, back pocket mm-hmm. to be able to buy a house before they sell the one they're in. And it's a real gamble to sell the house you're in if you don't have that with next house. With the lack house. of inventory especially. Yeah, with, with mm-hmm. the uh, multiple offers that are going yes. on in the market, it, it's, it's a little bit scary. So um, if people um, stay in their home, um, because of the equity that is evolving right now, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's a great time to remodel. Yeah. So what are you seeing majority of your clients are doing as far as the resources to pay for that remodel? Many different ways. Some people um, use um, uh, HELOCs. Uh-huh. Um, we have a, a growing number of clients that are doing um, con- remodeling construction loans. Yep. And that that's where um, they can borrow money against the future value of the house. Mm-hmm. We have to get the design to a certain point so they, um, before they can take the, the drawings and the specifications to the bank and say, this is what we want to do, and get an idea of, of what that value will be. Of course. They can always talk to a, um, a realtor, somebody like Jeff, to uh-huh. get some idea. Um, if we add this much space to the house, what do you think it'll be worth? Yes. Um, before they get started. Um, and uh, But the first step is always to figure out how much, if you're going to borrow money, how much do you want to pay back? Yes. Yeah, because a lot of times, especially in today's market, you might be able to qualify for a loan mm-hmm. that has a monthly mortgage more than you want to pay back. Of course. <laughs> so, and a lot of that's the case <laughs> because they're you know easily going up to a 45% debt-to-income ratio. So, yeah. yeah. you got to yeah. always say, what is your own objective? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. get it set up for the maximum, but work around your objective. So you'd mentioned uh, HELOC, uh, home equity lend of credit versus construction. I think the construction loans are a great option for people. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't even think about that, and they just immediately go to the HELOC. Um, the the potential issue with a home equity lend of credit is when you're dealing with something that's based on prime, because you know we know that the feds are going to continue to decrease prime, and so yep. you could be stuck in a situation there that's not appealing. Plus, you've got most of them, you've got a 10-year period, and it's going to be due in full. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the yeah, the construction loans are a really great way. Only disadvantage, and I'm just talking a little more detail on this because I'm in the mortgage space, but um, the only downside to your construction loan is if you've just got a really amazing rate that it's going to take that construction loan combined together and you're going to lose that. So, yeah, looking at the numbers and the options is always uh, the best option there. So, uh, Danny, what about uh, what the homeowner should expect during that remodel time? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> should they take know. that vacation that we were talking about with Jeff and you could be the neighbor watching the house? <laughs> there, there, it might be a good time for a vacation yes. if you've got everything mapped out and you don't <laughs> worry about what's going to happen while you're gone. Um, you know, it's it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. It's also a time of chaos. Um, we, we do, and all, almost every contractor does a lot of efforts to protect the home from dust and, um, and so that areas that are not being worked on don't get yeah. damaged or excessive dust. But... Um, but it can be um, yeah, get get a little chaotic, especially remodeling kitchens. Yes, um, you know we we help clients set up temporary kitchens and move their refrigerator into the dining oh, room nice. or, or living room. Uh-huh. Give give them some uh, basic uh, hot plate, a toaster mm-hmm. oven, whatever to help them out so yeah. that they can get by. Uh-huh. Um, they usually end up having to wash the dishes in the bathroom sink or the bathtub, and and then we also <laughs> we might. Um, uh, uh, be remodeling the bathroom, so then they just got to go to the basement or something. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so it's well, going it, through a little pain, knowing what the outcome's going to be. Exactly. Um, I would imagine it'd be a little exciting to do things differently. Yeah. Got to look at the positive side. So what about choosing uh, your remodeler and, and what are you really looking for to make sure that you you're connecting with the right company? Oh, that's a um, really good question. I'm, I'm obviously biased towards uh, design build um, uh, because uh, uh, design build contractors generally know what things cost, so we design things to fit the client's budget. Uh-huh. Um, another viable option is, is finding an architect or designer that uh, people connect with um, and then um, having their project bid by other contractors or okay. maybe the architect might recommend a uh, contractor that they can work with. Um, it's... Uh, um, um, so they, they just need to find a relationship. That's probably yes. the most important thing, yeah. um, whether they go design build or work with an architect mm-hmm. or another designer independently is having somebody that listens to you and you feel like you've got somebody that uh, understands mm-hmm. you and will help you create your vision rather than their vision. Yeah, it makes total sense. So let's talk about space because a lot of people want to have more space in their home. So what are you seeing the best options are to create more space? Well, again, sometimes just opening up walls uh-huh. um, and rearranging what's in the house um, gives the feeling of space, and you don't need yes. that additional space. If somebody really needs additional space, then um, sometimes a, a second-story addition. Sometimes we can find enough room in the yard. Seattle lots are a little bit smaller than mm-hmm. others, so sometimes uh, bumping out doesn't give you as much space. But, uh, yeah, room additions and... Um, um, can add additional space depending on what you want, uh, whether it's for uh, kitchen family room uh-huh. addition, which we've done quite a few, or bedroom bathroom addition. Okay. Um, and then, again, the basement. Um, there's a lot of basements that are uh, poorly remodeled or uh-huh. unfinished. We have dug basements down. Um, we have lifted houses up um, wow. because some of the basements have very low overhead. Uh-huh. So it's... Um, Again, you can work with the existing space. Maybe you re- lift the house a little bit. Down. Yeah, we've, we've done that quite a bit. Oh, and Jeff has shaken his head. That's what they yeah. did with this their basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and just six inches or uh-huh. a foot can add a feeling of so much more space to of a basement. Course. Yeah. And huh. then then we got to move the ductwork around so that you don't feel like you're ducking under ductwork. Or maybe uh-huh. we change to a. Um, uh, mini split uh, system, heating heating ventilation system. Uh, So there's um, uh, getting rid of ductwork can make a big difference. Yes. So less than a minute here, and I want to kind of wrap up my time with you on homeowners, where they can go to get started just to get information about the remodeling options. Outside of calling the show so I can connect them with you, but... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Well, there's so much information online these days, Mm -hmm. and, and people can do a lot of research on how's... Um, for contractors and, and designers, they can get a lot of ideas on house, mm-hmm. Pinterest. Um, you know, Google's kind of, uh, um, you know, created this incredible resource for yes. us to look up almost anything. And then you just need to um, interview people. Yeah, makes and, sense. And get references and, and make sure that you're who you're working with. It feels like a good match, yes. and they're reputable and can do what you want. Yeah, makes makes sense. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for coming into studio. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tina. Coming up next on The Money are five tips for women business owners. Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones right here at 1150 AM KKNW after the short break.
Has your family outgrown your home? Or is your home looking tired and blah and doesn't fit the way you want to live and entertain? It's time for a remodel, but how do you find a company that delivers? We've all heard the remodeling horror stories. Those problems usually come from inexperienced workers or contractors that are better at building than they are at estimating what things really cost or how long they should take. CRD Design Build has decades of experience designing and creating remodels that fit the way our clients want to live. CRD has a long track record of thorough design and reliable fixed price contracting that meets a schedule. CRD Design Build puts your needs first while designing with your budget in mind. You'll work with one of our experienced designers to create a design that perfectly suits your needs and you can even see it in 3D before we build. Hi, I'm Denny with CRD Design Build. We've been remodeling homes for more than 30 years and the greatest joy is seeing how transforming homes can transform our clients' lives. We love what we do and hearing about the joy it brings to our clients. To learn more about CRD and the design build process or to discuss your remodeling plans, contact us anytime at 206-782-6959 or visit us online at crddesignbuild.com. Again, that's 206-782-6959 or crddesignbuild.com. Is money controlling you or are you controlling your money? Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones will keep you on track of what's important to you. Tiffany recently won the firm's exclusive Spirit of Partnership Award for Outstanding Performance. This is Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones. You can reach me at 206-363-2518 or you can reach me online at tiffany.goff, that's G-O-U-G-H, at edwardjones.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 12th show, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com to discuss anything regarding money. Talk with the guests I have in studio today. And right now, I'm having a conversation with Tiffany Goff with Edward Jones. And we're going to talk about five tips for women business owners. Tiffany, first time in. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Likewise. (laughs) I was just saying... uh, on our commercial break, it's girl time now. That's the guys right. on We're now, it's real. time to hang out. Yes. And a little real. bit about Tiffany. Tiffany started her financial career banking in 1990, and she's worked for several banks and other financial companies in for the last 27 years. In 2014, she found her home at Edward Jones and loves what she does. In February of 2017, Tiffany was recognized by Seattle Magazine in the five-star wealth manager section. In June 2017, recently won the firm's exclusive Spirit of Partnership Award for Outstanding Performance during 2017. She was one of only 1,119 financial advisors out of the firm, more than 15,000 to receive the award. Tiffany loves working with everyone in whatever life strategy that they're in. Is money controlling you or are you controlling your money? 
Love that question. (laughs) Working with a financial advisor can also help you define your goals and help you reach them. What's important to you matters, and it matters to Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, again, thank you. I'm I'm excited for our topic here, five tips for women, business owners. Nothing against the men, but sometimes we've got to just talk a little bit about the girls. So, Tiffany, uh, tell me about yourself, a little bit about you. Sure, I'd love to. I have lived in Seattle since I was three years old. And I have enjoyed many of the features of the Pacific Northwest and the beauty that surrounds us. You might find me exploring the beaches or at local events. As for a hobby, I'd like to do lost wax casting, lapidary, and other jewelry making. When I'm most happy, though, is when I'm making a difference in my community. My charity of choice is the Ronald McDonald House due to a childhood experience that forever changed my life. And it helped make me who I am today. Love that. And what about Edward Jones? So what made you decide to make Edward Jones your family? The funny story, actually, Edward Jones headhunted me. I never Uh thought that was my gig, but hey, whatever. (laughs) So I agreed to have lunch with them. And when I was told that there was only 14% women financial advisors in the industry, I realized right then and then it had to change. Yeah. And I always believe, be the change that you want to see. So I jumped right in, Uh feet first. So, um, plus the fact that I get out of my own office and help a lot of people doing what I want to help them focus on what's important to them. The other cool thing about Edward Jones, it's the largest partnership in the world and Mm -hmm. has been around since 1922. So we're almost at the 100 year mark. Yeah, wow. That's pretty impressive. Uh And the fact that Edward Jones has always done best for our clients, which fits my brand as well. Yeah, love that. And that's what really what it's about as a company is a company that's going to match up with what your your visions and your goals are for your clients. So what about brand, your your own brand? So I have my own brand. It's called Joy. I'm going to do what's right for Jesus first others second, and yourself, that's meaning me, last. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe in treating others the way I'd want to be treated. Basically, it's the golden rule filled with joy. When was the last time talking talking about your finances with your financial advisor brought you a smile to your face? Yeah. I also believe in helping anyone who needs my help. I have clients who have millions with me, and I have clients making $50 a month contributions. Plus clients as young as 20 up to 99 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so huge it's kind variety. of the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> so if we were um, comparing you with other Edward Jones um, advisors out there, what makes you different? Well, I have recently created my diamond system. It's exclusive to my office. Mm-hmm. I won't go into m- too much detail, but this system does more than just looking at your finances. Just like a raw diamond, it will take many facets to uncover its own beauty. What does your diamond look like? Working with me will make a very detailed plan and look at your goals. I have clients call in to discuss anything related to money because sometimes you just need someone to listen to you. Yeah, makes it. Yeah, so true. So being a woman and being a woman in business, how do you look at goals? You know, it's possible, perhaps even likely, that your business goals will conflict with your personal financial goals. Mm -hmm. With business expenses, you'll get less money at that time, at least for the time being, to put away for your own retirement. So it's really hard because you don't want to stop doing that. It's really the battle between win and will. Will is what's important a little later, and what win is what's important now. So, you know, it's really trying to pick which is more important for you. And so many people I see just, you know, say, I'm just going to do my business. I'm not going to worry about my future. But that's not a good choice. Yeah. You've got to really look at the whole picture and look at the ultimate goal and where you're headed. So how do you balance your finances while being in business? Well, the other thing is you don't want to forget to pay your future self first, Mm -hmm. even if it's small to start. 
There are lots of different plans available, such as an owner 401k only or a SEP IRA. Some even offer tax-deferred growth, and they can also be tax-deductible. So it's also really important when you're running your own business, it can be extremely rewarding, but it's never going to be an easy road either. Yeah. So, Tiffany, with ex- especially with women, because there's a lot of different roles and hats that women wear, and again, not taking anything away from the men, but it just seems that there's a, a lot more that women engage in and are responsible for when it comes to family. So how do you keep that work-life balance? It is a challenge because, you know, most women, pretty much all women, are familiar with the conflict between their careers and their roles as mm-hmm. caregivers in various capacities, wife, mother caregiver for your family. Those are all really important. So you don't want to have it so you can't do those things. So having someone that you can trust to fill into you, fill in for you when your family obligations call you away from work helps make the stress go away because you definitely want to be there for your family. But you also don't want it to cripple your business and make you go bankrupt as well. Yeah. And I, you know, last week we were talking about the silent generation and the transition of that and the baby boomers that are going to be taken care of. And the women have a lot of, you know, in that role of, of, you know, helping that transition. And so totally agree with that. Um, What about exit strategy for for you and your business? What do you look at as being an exit, exit strategy when you're ready to retire? Well, you know, you want to make sure to work with legal and tax advisors to create a successful plan because if you want to keep the business in your family or even sell it because this uh-huh. could actually be a nest egg of what you're going to sell to somebody else. So you really want to want to plan, take a lot of time to plan out the details because you don't want to do a, just a willy-nilly plan because that's not going to work. So with some per- perseverance and careful planning, you can smooth out all the bumps along the way so that your business can survive when you choose to retire and you can hand over your business to whomever you see fit to carry on what you originally started. Because the last thing you want to do is see everything that you create die when you go away and retire. You know, that's a legacy that most people want to give to people and pass on. Yes, yeah. So what about emergencies? You know, there's a lot of uh, different things that happen in life and different things that that come up. Our economy goes up and down. And so, you know, how are you preparing your, your clients for emergencies that might come up? We talk about having a really adequate cash flow on the side as being a key task to your business. And um, so one way you can help yourself avoid the troubles in your business is to have an emergency fund. So you want to have several months worth for your business expenses. Uh-huh. So do you um, look at six months for that? You know, it depends on your industry, but, you know, three to six is really good. Okay. Um, you know, you don't, last thing you want to do is be caught that you can't cover everything else. Yes. So, and, and if you do have that money in an account, you want to make sure it's really low risk. You don't want it to be earning nothing, but you also don't want it to be completely at risk as well. So having a financial advisor like me to talk to someone when those emergencies rise Uh can be very helpful, too, because, you know, sometimes you just don't know what you need to pick to put the fire out and having somebody else to do that to help talk you over and decide what choices are best. Yeah, and really lining everything out and having that budget and having all of those what-if scenarios that are mapped out so that you can you know, prepare accordingly and make it through those ups and downs because they're going to happen. So talking about ups and downs, a lot of times if you can learn from others and others' mistakes can be really valuable. So when you're talking with uh, women that are in business and something that you would have 
really wish that you would have known and you could have avoided a lot of pain for yourself, what would that be? Well, you know, first of all, I would say make sure, especially when you're working for yourself, that you take time for yourself. Yeah. Because the thing is, is, is you got to be around to help everybody else. So that's a huge thing. And then the other thing is, remember you're special, unique, and rare, just like a diamond. No matter what you're going through, only a diamond can facet another diamond. Embrace who you are. Don't try to be somebody else. There's already one of them. Yeah. Stay true to who you are and be relentless. I love that. I really do. And it's really, you know, embracing, embracing who you are, your uniqueness, what your gift is, and then shaping everything around that, including your business, because it all ties in together. So Tiffany, right now, when you're working uh, with your clients and financial advice, what's a, uh, the number one tip that you're, um, you're giving to your clients? You know, the number one tip is really focusing where your money goes. Okay. Because it's kind of like that thing about what's important to you and also knowing where your money is going because that's the problem. A lot of people, they pay all the bills and what they have left over is what they've got. Uh-huh. And it's really good that the part about is money controlling you or are you controlling your money? Mm-hmm. That is the most important part because a lot of people don't know how to budget. They're spending crazy money shopping, going grocery shopping or going out to eat all the time and buying everything they want. When I work with people on a budget, they realize, hey, I actually have more money because they're really only spending a certain amount on certain things. Yes. That they actually, like I have clients that are shopaholics and they like to buy new stuff. But the problem was is they were just buying everything they wanted instead of saving up and buying the real thing they wanted. Yeah. And working with them on that, I've been able to help them really dial in their their spending. And they're actually more excited because they're able able to buy something of a higher quality that they really wanted instead of buying the cheap purse from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. They can go to the fancy place that's going to last a little longer. All the girls out there listening would totally understand. (laughs) You know, and I always always say, too, in in, uh, budgeting is you really, the uh, key tip is to always want something, always be saving for something. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something big, but it's just something that you want. And that way it's going to prevent you from spending your money all the time on things you really don't want that bad. And so that's always been, you know, something that I, um, uh, that's worked well for me. So in uh, preparing and taking a look, I think it's also important to um, look at what things are going to cost as time is going on so that you, so I'm, I'm, do you go through budgeting like that with your, with we, your clients? We do. We actually look at, um, you know, people don't think about how much something's going to cost in about 20 years. Uh huh. I mean, I look at my parents' house. My parents bought their house for like probably 14,000. They're probably how their house is now worth about a million. Yes. And crazy. you know, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go get a $5 bill from my mom and she would go, go buy some bread, go buy some milk, go buy some cheese, whatever. I'd still have change left over. Yeah. Now for five bucks, what do you get? Not much, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and that's, that's the other problem. A lot of people don't realize how much their health care is going to cost when yes. they do retire, you know? And it's really sad that for the people that have worked so hard in the end, they don't have much. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really battling the, the good and the bad, you know, trying to figure out what's important now versus later. Yeah. And I, you know, we all know it, the sooner you start, the better your financial situation is going to be. But what if I've got somebody listening that, you know, they haven't done anything and they feel that they're running out of time. What's your advice to that person? My advice to them is start small. 
mm-hmm. because time value of money, money doubles usually every seven years. Uh-huh. So even if you put $25 in a month, it will usually double over seven years. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I work with people that are at that position and I'm, there's no judgment. We would just say, hey, that was the past. Let's move forward. And I look at money and financial like football game. You got to move the chains mm-hmm. to make it to the end zone. Yeah. So it's really about moving the change. Little steps make it that way. As long as you can get in the end zone, you're going to win the touchdown. Love that. So. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, joining me in studio and sharing some of your uh, wealth of advice. Well, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Of course. <laughs> and this is your host and mortgage expert, expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your weekend. And I'll be here, same place, same time, next weekend, right here at 1150 AM at KKNW. Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.